Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to It's Not Crypto with Brian Ross. I am your host. We are powered by Our Town Gwinnett Magazine, and we are broadcasting live from the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson Hotel in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. So here we go. I just told a couple friends that I read somewhere most podcasts don't make it past episode seven. So get ready. Here it comes. Episode seven of It's Not Crypto. So I'm going to um, start with just last year, 2022. Um, you know, I started this when I was 48. I'm still 49, but I am racing towards 50. I'll be 50 April 1. So kicking the door down of a benchmark age and um, looking forward to it. So this is uh, 2022 and really everything 2022. So I'm going to call this uh, the 22 episode. And being back here in 2023, you know, honored I have the opportunity to share some key ideas that might quite, <laughs> might quite, might quite, might quite, uh, possibly, maybe, help you in this crazy world. And it gets crazier. Uh, keep the main thing the main thing. So um, I would say this is my brain's most current state of the union uh, based on my life experiences uh, over the last, let's call it 15 months. Uh, throughout my entire life, I can share with you the number uh, 22 has had special meaning to me uh, and my family. Uh, obviously, it goes back. It started with my dad and him being a great basketball player. And, you know, that was his number. So to my knowledge, it started there. And then over the last 32 years um, of my life, the number 22 has only grown in, in both mystique and significance. So, you know, going into last year, there was some pressure, uh, some pressure in my mind for 2022 uh, to be all that, you know, and, and a bag of chips. Uh, the good news, uh, minus one heartbreaking loss, uh, which I may, probably won't, but I may discuss uh, in a future episode. Uh, it was definitely a year to remember. So my little insurance agency uh, had a banner year. Uh, my alma mater won another national championship. Uh, my wife still loves me, uh, to my knowledge. Kids are healthy. Uh, morning routine, you know, has been on point. And my dog, Rocket, uh, basically kicks ass. Um, so definitely one of my best all-time, all-time years. So prior to this uh, episode, and actually, I'm not sure, Francis, is this called a pod or an episode? Is it a pod? Prior to this pod? Okay. Um, and the next one. I did give some tremendous thought. I, I really put a lot of time uh, and consideration uh, to the content. And I just wanted to, I kind of landed on one question. Uh, I really kind of landed on this one question. And it's what is building wealth? Like, what is building wealth? What is wealth? Um, how does one 
uh, build wealth. And that can mean a lot of things, right? So that can obviously mean uh, building wealth monetarily. It can mean uh, relationships. It can mean building wealth uh, emotionally, spiritually, physically. So, you know, how have I managed uh, to, you know, build any moderate amount of wealth uh, in these areas? And um, I wanted to first, you know, I kind of wanted to share uh, some of the recent, I guess what I would call uh, life philosophies and success principles, as well as what I would call, you know, building wealth through relationships. Uh, so I hope that's a little bit different than your typical, you know, think and grow rich rehash. And honestly, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm glad to be back in this chair. I'm glad to, to have a microphone on uh, in front of me, the headset on, you know, hear my own voice. Um, yeah, I'm really actually uh, super excited to share this with you. So are you ready? And in sales, when you want to get someone's attention, you say things like, are you ready? And then you pause. So are you ready? So here's a, a quick exercise. And I wanted to um, kind of run you through something. So just humor me, uh, if you will. And I'm not sure who um, or if really anyone uh, even listens uh, to this podcast, uh, but if I had to guess uh, who my target audience uh, would be, you know, my thoughts are, um, you know, the hundreds of thousands of listeners or just my friend Ryan who lives around the corner from me, uh, from me. most everyone can relate to what I think um, maybe some of the following statements, okay? So think about this for a second. And if you would, just imagine, you know, that you were standing up. So imagine you were standing up for the following statements and, um, and we'll take it from there. So everyone's standing up. Okay, good. So sit down if your parents were multimillionaires growing up. I shared with you guys in a previous pod that, uh, you know, my parents, middle income, my parents were divorced. My mom was a fourth grade school teacher. Um, very amicable relationship between my mom and dad. It was just, it was great. It was middle income, uh, but definitely not uh, multimillionaires growing up. So how about if you're still standing, sit down if you went to a private school from kindergarten through senior year of high school. Um, again, just regular school, public school, high school, same thing. Um, if you're still standing, how about sit down if you've never had to work, you know, a part-time job to earn some extra spending money to help you pay for your car or your car insurance or, you know, whatever it is. You know, my first car was a hand-me-down you know, basically my stepmom's car, a Nissan Sentra. Everybody remember your first car? Um, <laughs> it was glorious. Um, my daughter, Grace, she's about to turn 14 at the end of this month, and she's very confident and, and thinks she knows exactly what she wants. 
Dad, I want a two-door white Jeep with a hard top. And I'm looking at her like, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's funny. Um, all right, so if you're still standing, finally, sit down. If you didn't have to, if you didn't play a sport, like a high school sport, uh, if you didn't join the military, if you uh, played a, an instrument, just something, you know, that you really had to commit and really work hard at and, and really try and get better if you wanted to compete with some of the best. And I honestly believe, you know, I hope, you know, with this pod, this platform, I believe that I could ask another 10 questions, you know, just like that. And I assume, you know, very few people in my audience, and Francis, I'm gonna throw something at you. Is it my audience or is it my Podience. <laughs> How ridiculously stupid is that? Um, but if I created a word in the in the in the world of podcasts, do I have a podience? <laughs> so yeah, thank you and welcome. Um, great to be back. I'm I'm sure uh, you. I was I was missed um, tremendously. So. You have to understand, you know, there is an energy ribbon that runs through this podcast that makes all things in the world possible. And all kidding aside, the founder of my company, like the, the insurance provider uh, that I work with, he had a signature phrase that I think defines people like us in who are, and, and who we really are. And this is it. It's ordinary people doing extraordinary things. That's me. That's you. That's who we are. We are ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And so, you know, maybe take a minute. Let that sink in. That's what makes us special. You know, that's, that's why your belief, you know, in yourself is so important. You know, me sharing with you is just a general roadmap, you know, with some, <laughs> with some bad jokes and good quotes um, along the way. You know, with some bad jokes and some cool quotes along the way. And so your belief, you know, is the heartbeat of everything, you know, past, present, and future. And that's what I'm striving to communicate to you on this platform and when you take a few minutes to pause and reflect, I hope you understand more fully, more fully and appreciate the opportunity ahead to impact your life, the lives of others, and to ultimately lead a life of significance. I mean, that's it, right? Like from, from success to significance. Like that's, I think, when you get to be a little bit older, where you're trying to go. You're trying to go from success to significance. So here's a few life philosophies and success principles, you know, different from what I've shared in the past that I've kind of saved in my notes uh, over the last year. And hopefully, you know, this lends itself to some whatever quality of life uh, that maybe you aspire to. Obviously cheesy, but, but whatever or whatevs. 
<laughs> my daughter, Grace, recently said, oh, I was in the kitchen. Maybe it was the classic drinking out of the milk jug. And she was like, oh, cotton 4K. I'm like, what? She like, cotton 4K. I'm like, all right. Wow. So here's some things on wealth. Um, and this is, again, these are just generalities. So, but again, this is, this is things to, to contemplate, things to think about, things that if I now, about to be 50, could tell my 40-year-old self, my 20-year-old self, my 30-year-old self, it's this. You know, if you live far below your means, you're going to enjoy a freedom that people upgrading their lifestyles can't fathom. You know, living below your means, you will enjoy a freedom that people busy upgrading their lifestyles can't fathom. That's a guy named Naval, 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 Naval Ravikant. A uh, really good read. He's got a book that's excellent. Uh, there's a lot of boring things, you know, that make people wealthy. Here's a couple. One is just patience. Another is budgeting eating healthy, building a family, investing long-term, dollar cost averaging. I've mentioned before, I went to UGA, I was a marketing major. Don't ask me to tell you what dollar cost averaging is. I'm just saying it's good over time if you want to build wealth. <laughs> um, that's your finance majors and, and you know, everybody that wanted to be an investment banker. Um, growing your network, you know, going to the gym regularly. Uh, obviously, multiple, you know, sources of income, spending less than you earn. Um, so what am I trying to say here? Keep being boring, and it will definitely pay off. <laughs> um you know, when you think about someone who's wealthy, what's the first thing that comes to mind? You know, well, are they rich? Are they, how much money do they have? Or, you know, again, I remember in my 20s, it was the car you drove, the house, the clothes. I mean, it was just, you know, everything material. So what is real wealth in my, now, in my, in my life? Real wealth is freedom of time. Money really isn't the goal freedom is like I, I i know in my heart that money is not really the goal freedom is the goal so i did an episode on on my morning routine and fitness so a couple things um what a shame it is for a man or woman to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body or her body is capable uh, i just ran my i don't know 13th Gate River Run uh, last weekend. So it's not that big of a deal. 9.3 miles, 15K. It is the national championship for the 15K, but it would be the last year I pushed my son in the stroller. Um, it was, he's going to be five. So it's like pushing Benjamin Button in a stroller. It was, he's too big. Um, but really thinking about that. A man or woman who doesn't strength train is like a sports car that sits in a garage gathering rust forever. The best revenge and wealth is to level up 
physically, mentally, and financially. So I really believe that people aren't rich or people aren't wealthy just because of, you know, some arbitrary number, you know, in their bank account. You know, people are rich because they're healthy. Uh, because their wife or their husband, like, desires them. Sometimes. <laughs> um, you have freedom of time. You don't have to wear a suit and tie. You can play for hours, you know, with your kids as often as you want. You don't have to ask for a vacation day. Your house, your home is filled with laughter. Those are some things that wealth, that's the, in my mind now, that's what I'm working towards. That's what I'm aspiring to. So true wealth, I think, is simple. You know, if you're healthy, you have time for yourself, the people you love, you know, you feel confident and you're at peace, you're wealthy. That's how simple I think it can be for some I think I've shared this before. A fit body and a calm mind and a house full of love must be earned. It cannot be bought. So a fit body, a calm mind, and a house full of love must be earned. It cannot be bought. And this is a big one. My kids are 14, 12, and 5. Your children will only move as much as their parents do. So your children will only move as much as you do. So I'm older, like I'm, I'm 50 with a five-year-old. So I know that my son is only going to move as much as his dad does. So that's going to be something I continue to work towards and be intentional about. A couple things to touch on with um, relationships. And this is kind of work-related, but sometimes, in my mind, like, vibing with the people that you work with and, and your partners is more important than building the biggest business. Like, I have a good business. Um, we've had tremendous growth years, you know, 20, 2021, 2022, off to a great start uh, this year in 2023. Uh, I also work, you know, with with other partners that do a lot better than I do that have much bigger businesses. But in my experience, you know, vibing with the people that you work with and, and your partners sometimes can be more important than just having the biggest organization. So that kind of contradicts, or maybe that's a little counterintuitive to success or, or growing a business, but that's my, that's been my experience. I'll say this with people, and, uh, and this is something I continue to learn and make the mistake and then make the mistake again, and then I know in the future I'll continue to make the same mistakes, and that is just ignoring red flags because I want to see the good in people even though I know it's going to cost me later. Like, I'll continue to ignore the red flags. I'll continue to want to see the good in people, and I know it's going to cost me later but I'll still work with them. <laughs> so just be aware. Again, like be aware that ignoring red flags because you want to see the good in people, it definitely costs later. Um, 
in relation to toxic relationships. So if you can avoid toxic relationships because you just have a gut feeling about it, that's typically a pretty good assessment of the situation. So avoiding toxic relationships, if you already have a gut feeling about it, is something that you should, that I, I want to continue to, to improve on. Remember that sometimes people pretend that you're a bad person so they don't feel guilty for how they've treated you. It's amazing, isn't it? Like how people can turn it. Like all of a sudden they're projecting back on you. Like some of the things that they think you're not a good person about. But remember, sometimes people pretend that you're a bad person so they don't feel as guilty about how they've treated you. This is one of my favorites. So losers, and again, I'm just, this is almost like locker room talk. Losers hate seeing winners win because it reminds them of the choices they make daily to stay a loser. <laughs> so, you know, let's be winners. Losers hate seeing winners win because it reminds them daily because it reminds them of the choices they make daily to stay a loser. <laughs> um, can we all agree that sometimes silence is sometimes better than unnecessary drama? You know, sometimes silence is better than unnecessary drama. So as I've gotten older, sometimes I, I will have to use the mafia approach when it comes to relationships. And so the mafia approach is, are you ready? Gotcha. Walk away in silence. They know exactly what they did. How good is that? So the mafia approach, walk away in silence. They know exactly what they did. So your soul knows, right? Like we just inherently, your, your soul, you know, it will literally let you know when it's time to move on into a new chapter of your life. So that's just something, you know, you want to trust it. Um, I found a, a study on, on time, you know, spent with coworkers, uh, Again, in the, in, in the spirit of building wealth through relationships, you know, our prime working years from ages 20 to 60, you're with, you're, like, you're at work, you know, a lot. And so, you know, there's a lot of time that you spend with certain people. And so, you know, who you choose to work with is one of the most important decisions that you'll make. And so, obviously, the goal would be to find work and coworkers that create energy in your life. And so I was looking at the study. So from ages like 24 to like 45, I mean, that's when you're typically at work the most. And so since you're going to spend a lot of time at work, who you choose to work with is one of the most important decisions that you'll make. And so the goal, or you want to hopefully... What I've tried to do in my life is be intentional uh, about finding people 
you know, people that I thought had a vested interest in my success, people that wanted to see me do well, and that people that would really create energy, you know, in my life. Because that's, it's reciprocal, right? Like, you just look for people that bring out the best in you, and then hopefully you're the type of person that also, you know, brings out the best in them. So, a couple more things on just what I think it can take uh, over time to build wealth. Uh, I read this. It says, my best friend is, a, is like private jet rich. You know, there's different levels of, of rich, right? There's like... Uh, car rich, house rich, and then there's like jet rich, like our plane. If you feel plane, you're you're up, you're up there, right? I would say anybody that has a plane or a private jet is definitely in a category uh, all by themselves. So um, it says his dad was an incredible mentor, and this is what he taught us: you can beat seventy five percent of people by working hard. So if you just have a if you just have a disciplined work ethic, you can beat seventy five percent of people just by outworking them. You can beat fifteen fifteen percent of people just by being honest. You know that was that was my dad. So it was always uh, be honest. You know always be competitive. Always have a sense of humor. That was the big three for the rocket. Always be honest, always be competitive, always have a sense of humor. So you can beat 15% of people just by being honest. And then the last 10% is just a dogfight. I mean, that's just it. That's just whoever wants it more. So uh, last 10%, you better just lace them up, and it's me and you, head-to-head. So um, let's remember, what comes easy won't last, and what lasts won't come easy. And that's kind of in the spirit of it's not crypto. Again, the market right now, the the I'm talking to you, you know, two days after the Silicon Valley Bank implosion, you know, the Fed stepping in, the White House, the whole thing, you know, is just a, a comedy of errors, right? It's just a kangaroo court. Um, the world's a stage, right? And so who knows what's real and what's not real. But let's just remember that what comes easy won't last. And what lasts won't come easy. How am I doing so far? Um, listen, we've all had hard times, right? Like we've all been beaten up. We've all taken our lumps. So just remember, nothing is more dangerous than a broken man or a broken woman rebuilding themselves. Like nothing is more dangerous than a broken man or a broken woman rebuilding themselves. Because again, strong people break. Strong people break too. And a lot of times they just do it in silence. They rebuild and keep moving forward. And I've done that plenty of times. I've put the face on and I've tried to look, you know, more successful than I was. And I've had to just kind of, toe the line, right? Just kind of talk the talk, try and walk the walk, and just keep moving forward, right? Like just continue to believe, rebuild, and, and keep moving forward. And, um, and I think that, that it's important that we all recognize that strong people break, and, and they just do it a lot of times in silence. They rebuild, and then we just keep moving forward. So 
life's always going to be a series of trade-offs. Uh, the greater results usually require greater trade-offs. So when I'm talking to my children, you know, the question is not, do you want to be great at this? The question is, what are you willing to give up in order to be great at this? Right? So life is a series of trade-offs. The greater results usually require the greater trade-offs. So the question is not, hey, do you want to be great at this? The question is, what are you willing to give up in order to be great at this? I like that one a lot. I'm kind of going to wrap here um, with something that all the way back in my 20s, uh, we used to have a, a, a dinner before we went out for a summer of, of working hard and doing our best and just, you know, seeing how many uh, educational reference books we could sell and how little money we could spend and uh, how many hours we could work and how big of a check we could earn at the end of the summer. And it was always um, the dinner and we, it was on the top floor of a restaurant and we always made it sound a lot more fancy than it was and we always talked about how the, the carpet was this thick and then the steaks were twice as thick as that. And then we'd get to the end of the dinner and we'd all kind of go stand um, in one of the emptier like conference rooms or ballrooms. And it was one of those buildings where, you know, you could see your reflection. And, um, and it always reminded me of a uh, poem called The Man in the Glass. And this is by Peter Dale Wimbro Sr. So, the man in the glass, I guess, and also the woman in the glass. When you get what you want in your struggle for self, and the world makes you king for a day, just go to the mirror and look at yourself and see what that man has to say. For it isn't your father or mother or wife whose judgment upon you must pass. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the one staring back from the glass. He is the fellow to please. Never mind all the rest, for he's with you, clear to the end, and you've passed your most difficult test. You may fool the whole world down the pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass, but your final reward will be heartache and tears if you've cheated the man in the glass. The end. <laughs> so, um, hope that was good. It was not as good as I hoped it would be, but I will continue to strive for excellence and uh, excited to be back uh, for another 
pod or episode in the near future. I do want to thank you uh, for tuning in to another It's Not Crypto episode uh, here on the End Results with a Z radio network. Again, we're inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson here in Stone Mountain. Uh, please stay tuned for upcoming shows or listen to past shows by visiting www.nresults.com. Uh, you can click on the current shows button to hear this and many others 24-7 or anywhere that you get your podcast. So again, until next time, my name is Brian Ross. Thanks for coming on It's Not Crypto, checking it out and excited to uh, talk to you in the near future. Have a great day.